to Branding Beauty episode 12 and our final one for season one. I'm a bit emotional, Sarah, are you? Do you know what? I can't believe we're here. I know. I mean, it's flow. I know we, I mean, we're so Irish saying this every episode. It's flown by, <laughs> but it has, like, it's just insane. I know. And it's always like the reason for doing seasons as well, first of all, is that it gives us an opportunity to have a little bit of a break. And I, which I think is always great for creativity, but I feel like, I feel like we've just gotten the flow of it and now we're wrapping up season one. I know, but you know what? It's been a great season. I think we've, it has really done well. Like we've learned a lot. We've talked about a lot of really, really good stuff going on in the beauty world and I'm looking forward to just taking that break to kind of have a think about. And I mean, I know we already have so many ideas of what we want season two to look like. So it's exciting. It's exciting times. It is. Yeah, we've got some really great guests lined up uh, for season two. And what we're going to, I mean, we'll continue to be working on the podcast in the background, working on season two. There's a lot that we want to put into it. And we'll still be kind of sharing clips from season one on social anyway, because like you said, there's so much yeah. content. There's so much value in the episodes. We've done so much research. So I think like little pocket size videos across our TikTok and Instagram will definitely be something we still continue to post. Um, but yeah, it's been a really, really great season. I think... Each of the episodes are really different and I feel like we really got a good flow of like what works even just for us in terms of recording. So I think season two is going to be even better. Um, we don't have an official timeline for when season two will come back, but we are very much in the busy period of the year as are most businesses in the lead up to Christmas. So if I was a betting woman, I would say it might be in the new year, but we will be continuing to uh, record episodes. And as we mentioned at the very beginning of the season, we have a lot of like older episodes in the in the vault, <laughs> if you will, from like from past. So we could maybe like a drip feed some of those episodes between now and, and season two, maybe if, if people want because we've so much we've so oh, many a fountain, episodes fountain of information here I think I might look and see what episodes what episodes will work um from yeah. those as well might have to like just like rebrand them <laughs> like rebrand the intros and with our new music and everything but yeah that's something we could potentially do any favorite episodes for you there's been a lot I really enjoyed last week's episode all about yes. fragrances. I really loved the user-generated content one. The Elf Cosmetics episode that we did as well. I really liked that. Yeah, I think I think that one for me is probably my favorite. Um, yeah, I think Elf yeah. because there was we learned so much about the brand, and then I also really love looking at campaigns in a much kind of like more detailed way and. We definitely spoke about today's topic multiple yes. times throughout the season where we were like, it was a brand that kind of kept coming up again and again in terms of who's best in class, particularly when it comes to the digital stuff. And I mean, everyone knows them. 
everybody knows this brand and loves it like really really loves it and that is of course Charlotte Tilbury and today we're going to be deep diving into the world of of Charlotte Tilbury so I'm a big fan of this brand I'm actually today in honor of this episode only wearing Charlotte Tilbury on my face oh my god you do have that Charlotte Tilbury glow I think you know when someone is wearing Charlotte Tilbury well flawless filter like I mean it's just it's iconic it is I love the brand I feel like over the years I've kind of picked up more and more because obviously they're pricey like they're not relatively affordable but like building the collection and it's such a joy going in having a look at the counter picking up your bits I love it yes yeah I do and like even the branding is a very like sparkly and gold and yeah. like in many like I think a, a brand and a marketing can be great and it can be really attractive but I actually am not really attracted to the Charlotte Tilbury packaging okay but for me it is honestly product performance and like the products do what they say they're gonna yeah. do and come here what would you say is like your favorite Charlotte Tilbury product uh the flawless filter I think it's a game changer like it's probably one of those products that I feel like I don't know if I could live without it yeah I get you I love also the the contour wand Mm -hmm. love that I'm also a big fan of their lipsticks so pillow talk is probably the one the shade that I'm always wearing um I am a nude lip gal, but yeah, they're probably like my go-to. How about you? It's so hard to pick just one. I would say my top three are probably the Beautiful Skin Foundation. I love that. It's like incredible. The Ruby Blur Lipstick. It's like their new red lipstick they've come out with. And then the Sunset Mm -hmm. Pinkgasm Blush Wand. Insane. Oh yeah we're so interesting we've got like completely different products but I think the main thing about Charlotte Tilbury they're everywhere but they're doing everything right you know it's like their marketing budget is something I would just love to get a little sneak peek at um but if you're listening to this and you don't know who we're talking about um Charlotte Tilbury is the renowned British luxury beauty brand founded by makeup artist and entrepreneur Charlotte Tilbury in 2013 um the brand has quickly gained a reputation for its high quality cosmetics skincare products and glamorous packaging known for its iconic rose gold packaging Charlotte Tilbury aims to make every woman feel like a star with its makeup and skincare offerings the brand tagline give a woman the right makeup and she can conquer the world reflects Charlotte Tilbury's vision of empowering individuals through beauty um while I was reading that and one of the other products that I do really love is the um the magic cream from the skincare part of the range oh my god I got a gift of this for Christmas Mm -hmm. um I feel like I must have the face of somebody that like loves Charlotte Tilbury because I get gifted a lot of Charlotte Tilbury at Christmas okay. time from like my family and like I think Tom's family and yeah I get a lot and that's kind of how I've found that I really love certain products and I was gifted the magic cream and I almost Sarah I almost wish I wasn't gifted it because now I need to have it all the time it is 
amazing now and it's pricey yeah. that's the only thing I think you're talking like 70 pounds or euros or something um so I used it sparingly but it is chef's kiss it's amazing and I've just seen they've come out with a new version of the magic cream but it has like water or something in it it's like a hydro boost almost I've seen that oh, all over my tiktok stop I can't <laughs> I'll be I'll be rushing out um to get it I but they do have that like viral effect they they definitely push a lot of emphasis onto influencer collaborations yeah. but I think like any makeup brand I mean influencer is a big part of that strategy and that whole kind of like YouTube community as well and Charlotte Tilbury have done that very well particularly I think when they launched the um the wand like Mm -hmm. the contour wand like that product was sold out for months like I literally could not get my hands on it and you know what's Um, really interesting as well a bit of a side note but when I was doing my research Mm. for this podcast Charlotte Tilbury herself she actually started out posting YouTube videos so she was a bit of an influencer back in 2012 so she would post like makeup tutorials her channel was like Charlotte Tilbury Beauty or something like that so she kind of started off as an influencer and I suppose she is so Mm. well known anyway and like but yeah the brand just kind of feels feels like it came out of nowhere and then was suddenly really massive I completely agree and I mean it is you know we're going to kind of talk through the history and the innovations for the brand now but yeah they they launched in 2013 and from 2013 to 2016 they just became like this instant success um so the brand launched it was backed by extensive her extensive experience as a celebrity makeup artist and the debut collection included products like the magic cream which i think you know even just the storytelling of it she would say that you know she'd be backstage and she just kind of make this potion out of all of these different creams and it kind of became her signature um little pot and then like I mean to the me even that's like okay the best of all of the rest of them are in this like little magic cream um she also launched with film star bronze and glow which quickly became one of the cult's uh favorites for the brand and charlotte's signature 10 looks makeup concept designed to simplify makeup application for various occasions was also introduced during this time as well and i remember going to like the charlotte tilbury counters and like looking at them and i'm like it's like the makeup mm-hmm. look it's just it's genius but it's actually a very simple and Concept. you know, whenever I think of Charlotte Tilbury, the first thing that comes to mind for me is, hello, darlings. It's just the iconic line. Oh, yeah. That springs to mind. Yeah. You can tell her, you can tell her voice like a mile off. <laughs> yeah, you can. Do you want to talk us through the 2017 to 2019? Yes. So that period was really all about expanding the product range for Charlotte Tilbury. They continued to expand and become really innovative with their releases so the Hollywood Flawless Filter one of the most viral products from Charlotte Tilbury I'd say which is like a complexion enhancing product that gained immense popularity very very quickly and then the brand also released its first fragrance scent of a dream and it expanded its global presence by opening flagship stores in London Mm. Los Angeles and other major cities around the world I've never smelled their fragrance have you no but I don't 
I think it kind of completes the whole being like a true 360 like beauty Mm. brand to have a little bit of a product in each different category so maybe that's kind of her step into being like a you know we cater for everything for beauty um but I haven't smelt it and I don't think of Charlotte Tilbury as a fragrance house it's probably not what I go to them for so no I haven't smelt it either um and interestingly enough I don't there's no standout piece of content that I think I've seen from the fragrance no I don't think so either I'm like I know all of the flawless filter campaigns and the the blush campaigns and the foundations and all of that but I don't think I've ever seen a campaign with the fragrance and yeah like that period of 2017 to 2019 I in my mind that's when Charlotte Tilbury definitely like you know global seal of approval yeah I think that's when they truly came into their own uh, and I remember I remember when they launched into like Brown Thomas in Ireland um, and for years Brown Thomas I would go into Brown Thomas and I was straight to the Mac counter <laughs> yeah. I was like oh my god I'm the coolest person ever buying Mac and then Charlotte Tilbury came and it just even came into Brian Thomas on that level. And I think maybe that's a very Irish thing, like with the makeup counters. But but Mac dominated that, particularly with the Irish market for years. And it feels like Charlotte Tilbury was the only brand that kind of came in and matched it. A hundred percent. Like I know whenever I go into Brian Thomas here in Cork, there's always tons of people at the Charlotte Tilbury stand. They're constantly busy. They're doing makeovers. They're yeah. shade swatching. But the other stands aren't as busy maybe as Charlotte Tilbury is. I think she's probably one of the most popular brands in there. And it's so funny because she's next to Mac yeah. in Brown Thomas. And they're just, I don't think they're probably as busy as they were anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. The last time, I haven't been home in a little while, but the last time I think I was in the Brown Thomas in Limerick would have been February. And I did buy something from Charlotte Tilbury. I actually think I bought the Pillow Talk uh, lipstick. So that brings us up from like 2020 to basically present day Charlotte Tilbury and what's going on. And a lot of what we focus on here is sustainability and inclusivity as well. So in response to evolving consumer preferences, which we do kind of see across the board, we've spoken about it many, many times, if not every episode this season with different case studies. But Charlotte Tilbury has emphasized sustainability and inclusivity in its product offerings. Um, The brand has launched initiatives to reduce its environmental impact, such as refillable packaging options. And they've also been working on expanding shade ranges to cater to a more diverse range of skin tones as well. And I suppose in this day and age, that's probably almost like a given, like... I think people are expecting that, but it's good to see as well that it's in motion. For sure. I think you ha- you have to be doing that, don't you? Because if you're not, you're not going to get anywhere in the beauty world where it stands today. Unfortunately, you kind of mm. have to keep up with the times. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so I suppose looking towards some of their marketing activations. Sarah, do you want to talk us through some of these? Yes. First up, we have influencer and celebrity celebrity collaborations and I would actually say 
their influencer marketing marketing strategy is the biggest marketing strategy they have in mm-hmm. Charlotte Tilbury. They yeah. have strategically collaborated with influential makeup artists, beauty influencers, and then also, of course, your celebrities to promote its products. So, for instance, they had partnerships with Amal Clooney. They had influencers like Huda Katten. They've basically generated significant buzz and also credit credibility to the brand. And then these collaborations have often resulted in really cool limited edition product lines I know I mean of course Disney is not an influencer or a celebrity celebrity collab but they have come out with a really cool collection recently only a few weeks ago but I do think that their influencer marketing strategy is insane like you see them everywhere and I think they've really done it well on TikTok yes I was just about to say like there's no there's no influencer that I that I follow anyway that is not got at least one Charlotte Tilbury product in a makeup look. Are they talking about it? And they're creating that kind of like a makeup look uh, videos, really. Um, and I agree with you. Like, there's nowhere that Charlotte Tilbury isn't, particularly when it comes to influencer and celebrity um, endorsements. And I think even when I think of influencers now I know Sophia Tilbury is Charlotte Tilbury's niece but when I think of influencers in Charlotte Tilbury I think of her because she's everywhere she does events for them she'll do like makeup tutorials she does everything I see her everywhere yeah a hundred percent and like I think they do like they heavily invest in that side but it obviously works uh really well for them Another key area of their marketing is obviously the iconic packaging uh, and their imagery as well. So the brand's marketing is heavily reliant on Charlotte Tilbury's personal brand as well. You mentioned Sarah at the beginning of the episode. She kind of started off with like her own YouTube and, and things like that. So she definitely is a personal brand. And of course, she leans on the fact that she does. Um, she has been in the celebrity makeup space for a while as well. So obviously that definitely adds to the credibility the iconic rose gold packaging and imagery of glamorous models and celebrities give that sense of luxury and aspiration around the products as well now it's funny because I it's not something that attracts me to it but it is iconic you know the rose gold it is Charlotte Tilbury and it's kind of funny because um I feel like they kind of came in and dominated that even though Estee Lauder kind of has similar like gold slightly rose gold as well um but yeah Charlotte Tilbury definitely definitely owns it um so what else have they been doing virtual try-on tools is a big one so they've yeah I mean Charlotte Tilbury have embraced technology they offer virtual try-on tools on its website and also on their newly launched app and they also have, yeah, a lot of AI features on there as well. I really like their app. It's really user-friendly. And mm. I haven't seen another brand as big as them bring out an app like that. But tools like this, I mean, they allow customers to virtually test the products, see what the lipstick looks like on them, see what foundation shade they might be or how an eyeshadow might look on them before making a purchase. And that enhances the whole online shopping experience. Have you used their app yet? I know we talked about this like mm. at the beginning of the season, but it's really, really good. I'm guilty. I actually haven't <laughs> used it, but I think 
with Charlotte Tilbury, I have my core products that I know I like kind of repeat purchase when they yeah. run out I go get them there's no question um but I do think I would use it if there was a product that I hadn't tried from the range before I I would definitely go down that route of like the virtual try on and it's do you know what that app as well is brilliant for makeup tutorials they do a lot of that kind of thing on there and giving you more insight and information into the brand and also the products so I think it's yeah. a really good one of course if you're just starting out in the world of Charlotte Tilbury and you want to get to know the products how to use them it's really really good and I haven't seen another brand do that yet yeah and that leads us very nicely as well uh good segue Sarah <laughs> into the next area of their marketing which is obviously content marketing and tutorials so they do invest very heavily in content um through video tutorials beauty tips behind the scenes all of that stuff that kind of brings the audience not only behind behind the curtain of what's going on at a brand but also kind of ed- that education piece as well so their youtube channel their blog and also just a- through bite-sized videos on tiktok and instagram they provide this educational content by showcasing like how to achieve the different looks that they've got and of course how to really use the products um to do that because makeup is such a skill like it's such a skill and I think it's through these different platforms that we use to to really kind of understand how we can make the best out of the products that we're buying because like we say they're not they're not the you know the most cost effective products that we're going to be buying and you want to also make sure that you're using the product to the best of its ability so it's in their interest to make sure that nobody regrets purchasing or spending money on on a, a product um so yeah of course these videos promote all of that but then they also um position charlotte tilbury in terms of that authority in beauty as well which i think they do they do very well um do you want to tell us about the the customer side of things yes so the brand actively engages with customers on social media they're really good at responding to comments and fostering that sense of community on their different socials and they also offer personalized product recommendations and experiences through quizzes and consultations on their website. I do agree with the statement that they do a fantastic job with their community management. I remember seeing like small Irish bloggers here years ago and they'd be posting about Charlotte Tilbury and tagging them And they post it, 10 minutes later, there's a post up in their story. Oh my God, you'll never guess who commented on my post. And then a screenshot of the Charlotte Tilbury comment and you'd get so excited. Oh yeah, like if you're recognized from a brand that you love it can really make your day (laughs) it can and it also makes you want to buy into the product a little bit more I think yeah a hundred percent like I used to do um I worked for this brand that was like known globally um but it was like it was a b2b brand you might not know it um and they had this really active community and like I'd be in the DMs and you know and I'd reply to them and then they'd be like oh my god I can't believe you took the time to reply and I'm yeah. like I'm just Kira from marketing like you know I'm not the, <laughs> I'm not the big wig <laughs> I, but they get so excited because I even notice it with 
community management with brands that we work with and it's like when you take that time out of your day to reply to them and you make your message really personalized include their name all of that kind of thing they love it they go mad for it and I know if I was on the other end of that phone yeah I'd be screaming I'd be so excited it's just a human element to a brand that really makes the difference and not having like even even if it's a complaint you know and you don't necessarily maybe want to be dealing with it but it's like okay replying and just be like look be a human about it and just be like look completely understand my name's Kira I'm from the team I'm gonna like have a look at this for you and just I think even just being like yeah I I get it like let's fix the situation and sometimes just those little things can make such a difference it can I think especially when you're a huge brand like Charlotte Tilbury as well yeah having that personal element and having someone take the time to reply to you and make it very obviously formal but kind of casual at the same time being like look there's another human at the end of this phone I get you I see you I think that makes a huge difference a hundred percent um so on that kind of note as well I think we're going to move into a little bit of like what their audience kind of looks like so when it comes to so we'll go through their social stats and then we'll go through their website stats which was my favorite part when we did our last case study because I think it's so interesting so we did this again for Charlotte Tilbury um and okay they're across all of the major social platforms that you would expect so on Instagram we've got a following of 5.9 million on TikTok we're just under that 1 million mark at 990,000 YouTube um, which as we've mentioned video content it's a really strong pillar for them so for YouTube 835,000 subscribers Um, on Pinterest they have 69,000 subscribers but generating 10 million monthly views and then on Facebook they have 1 million fans so yeah I think Instagram is definitely their biggest um, following but I think some of the stats when we go onto website are very very interesting so what we do is like from a quarterly perspective the website so charlottetilbury.com um and again similar to elf we're looking at the uk um so it's .com forward slash uk that's the url that we're looking at so before anyone comes and is like your stats are wrong (laughs) they're not and this is what we're looking at at the time of recording so things obviously can change um but looking at the last quarter which would have been um june july and august again at the time of recording what we were looking at in terms of views for that website is looking at 11 million insane if we break that down into monthly views you're looking at an average of 3.7 million views per month so that was their actual figure uh for the month of august um visit time to the website is averaging about three minutes six seconds and then their bounce rate is currently at 49 percent the next part is where I love to like really dive into it and again I want to preface if you listened to the elf cosmetics case study episode that we did we're seeing very similar breakdowns of traffic drivers um in terms of stats there was like you know, the number one for Charlotte Tilbury was also the number one for Elf. Email was in and around the same percentage. 
it was crazy the similarities with the bigger brands and I suppose as we kind of go and do more case studies we'll be able to like like benchmark this a little bit more but um yeah really really interesting so channel overview the main channels that we're looking at are direct email referrals social search paid search and then display ads so direct so that's people going directly to the website who know the brand that makes up 23 percent of their traffic each month so that would basically give you an audience of 851,000 email very small so 0.16% uh, generating just under 6,000 uh, referrals 3.3% which makes up about 122,000 social we're jumping back up a little bit as well so social was 16% which generates 592,000 um search so this is organic search people like looking for um like going on to google or bing or i mean is anyone using bing or anything <laughs> but anyway, going, going on to google and searching for a product either directly from charlotte tilbury or searching for something that may be a bronzer and charlotte tilbury coming up so search engine optimization that can be branded and non-branded so in general search makes up 28 percent of their traffic to their website and 71 percent of that is branded so people actually actively searching for charlotte tilbury products and 29 percent is non-branded uh, paid search so this will be your ppc and your um yeah mainly ppc um this is 30 percent of their traffic so they invest heavily in this um generating just uh 1.11 million to the site and then we've got display ads 1.2 percent which is 44,000. we'll leave all of those um stats in the show notes as well because i 100% appreciate that it's quite difficult to maybe take that in while you're listening um but in a nutshell search is their biggest driver and that is followed by direct um on that one Sarah any surprises for you on that one I just think their search is insane I'm not overly surprised that their email marketing is quite low yeah their email marketing is a lot I had to unsubscribe recently because there was too many emails coming through a day. It was a bit much. Interesting. Okay. Uh, And admittedly, admittedly, I'm not subscribed. Oh, really? And I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, but I'm not subscribed. No, I'm a big fan as well. And I, I subscribed just to... I mean, for a nose, really, and to see what it was like. I, I was fine phrase. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> just, just logged on for a nose. <laughs> Literally. And it was fine for a while. And then yeah. loads of emails started to come through in like one day. And I was like, I, I can't do this. It's too much. It is a lot. Yeah, a brand, yeah. It's, it's such a fine line. You can't be bombarding people no, too much. No, you can't much. be. You no, really you can't, can't be. It turns people off. I think anything more than one email a day is no. Yeah. Do you know who'd be? Do you know who'd be a great brand maybe for season two to deep dive onto their j- specifically email marketing? Yeah, Sherlock's. Oh, true, because they do a lot of email marketing too. I'm always getting emails from them. No, I actually get a, a multiple emails yeah. a day, but I do, <laughs> but I'm not angry about it. I really like their emails. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that could be quite interesting. But I think where maybe emails used to be their biggest driver. Mm-hmm. I think it might be social now. I don't know. I don't know. We have to do a deep dive. I'd say social is their biggest. Mm. Without a doubt. I mean, they ace it. Yeah, they do. They do a really good job. Um. Okay, so with the channel overview, what we kind of went on to then is actually talking about the biggest drivers of social traffic so that social traffic that's making up the 16 percent um what social channels are driving and I don't know if you remember Sarah off the top of your head um who the top three were for Elf but it's the exact same top three for Charlotte Tilbury so number one is YouTube at making up 56 percent of their social traffic then you've got Facebook, which is 23%. And then you've got Pinterest, which is 7%. So I now, in fairness, number four after that was Instagram, mm-hmm. but didn't appear in the top three. And remember what we said, that was their biggest audience. That's where everything was. TikTok, you would imagine, is such a, an interesting platform as well. I think brands overlook other channels because they're not like the ones that everyone's talking about um like Facebook still has such an engaged audience it does and you know I'm just looking at YouTube I think that's so interesting because when I look for a makeup tutorial or whatever I go to TikTok I don't think I probably used to years ago when it was huge but nowadays I I go to TikTok for everything so it's really interesting to see mm, YouTube is high I still go to YouTube for certain things but when I'm in the right like mind frame Mm -hmm. for it so like if I'm cooking dinner and I know that I need like a bit of a longer video yeah I get you but then if I'm just on the couch yeah I don't know it's an interesting one I'm really surprised Instagram and TikTok aren't there especially TikTok because I just see them all the time yeah I know it is very very surprising um okay do you want to talk to us about some of their viral campaigns yes first up we'll start with the pillow talk challenge I think it's probably one of the most known challenges from Charlotte Tilbury it's one of their most iconic anyway and it was all to do with their pillow talk collection and this pillow talk collection is known for its universally flattering nude pink shades and to create buzz around the launch of this product line the brand initiated the pillow talk challenge on instagram where they encouraged makeup enthusiasts to share their own interpretations of the pillow talk look using the hashtag and this challenge it not only showcased the versatility of the product but it also generated a huge wave of ugc user-generated content with participants sharing their gorgeous pillow talk makeup makeup looks and the campaign effectively engaged the brand's community and it also boosted sales of the pillow talk collection i remember when this was going on actually yeah and those lipsticks sold out so quickly oh stop yeah i i mean insane. i wear pillow talk <laughs> and i've never tried it have you not well i no. am i'm a nude lip gal till till the end i think yeah. i mean i've tried like a red lip it just does not work for me okay yeah see I go between nude 
and red as well. I could never do pink or... No. It just doesn't work. But I really liked this challenge, actually. It was really good. And I think it was kind of the start of, again, UGC content, which was huge at the time. And I guess that kind of played a hand in creating that community element, building that community and getting people to shout from the rooftops, obviously, about the brand. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then kind of similar to that as well, one of their other viral campaigns was looking at the Hot Lips lipstick collection launch. So I feel like Charlotte Tilbury really kind of invests in like the lip side of things. Um so they launched the Hot Lips lipstick collection, which was inspired by and named after various iconic celebrities. So to promote this campaign this collection the brand collaborated with influencers and celebrities which we mentioned is part of their core marketing um, but to create content highlighting their favorite shades then each lipstick shade was associated with a specific celebrity so like jk magic was for jk rowling or super cindy was for for cindy crawford and then the brand leveraged the star power of these influencers and celebrities to generate excitement and anticipation around the launch um which is so clever like it's i love that the kim kardashian lipstick that they brought out it was huge in ireland i remember seeing that everywhere everywhere it was it really was yeah they just they just know what the people want yeah they do oh i really yeah i i'm kind of going mad now that i never tried any lipsticks from that collection yeah because i only have that ruby blur one that came out recently enough but i never really delved into their other lips i'm gonna have to add that to the list you're gonna have to oh, between no. that now and your fragrances I from know. last week but you know what you can balance it out then with like some elf beauty because they were on true. the more affordable side true i was actually looking at their primers the other day oh, we're not even going to get into it because we're going to get distracted but yeah really really good yeah okay we're gonna have we, we can pick it up after the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Okay, so just to kind of finish off on the viral side, we also have the Glomo campaign. Um, Sarah, do you want to talk to us about that one? Yes, this campaign was all about promoting Charlotte Tilbury's range of complexion enhancing products. So this included the Hollywood Flawless Filter and it encouraged users to share their radiant makeup looks using Charlotte Tilbury products and the Glomo hashtag. The brand reposted some of the most stunning looks on their social media accounts, which created, again, that sense of community and also inspiring others to achieve that iconic radiant glow. And this campaign not only emphasised the brand's emphasis on flawless skin, but Mm. it also tapped into the trend of achieving a really natural lit from within glow which we're seeing a lot more of actually now I think as time passes on a lot more people are going for that more natural look yeah definitely I I just love I just think I just love Charlotte Tilbury (laughs) I really do it's making me want to go to the counter look at all their products again and I have a lot of them but I, I I think I'm gonna have to make a little list it's also just such a treat Mm, I think whenever it's and it's I know the packaging you were saying isn't a huge thing for you I know for me it's the whole experience of going to the counter 
looking at the packaging and then you have it at home and again it's oh my god it's gonna look so good in my vanity unit yeah definitely and like I think the I like the packaging on like I actually love like their their carrier bags and I love their outer packaging I'm just not like the biggest rose gold person Mm -hmm. um but I think the shape of the product and yeah the the maroon like outer packaging that they've got is stunning and love it just brings that little bit of luxury into your life I guess doesn't it yes yeah and if anyone is wondering what to get me for Christmas I did just see that they've launched their advent calendar oh no way yes and I I really want it (laughs) (laughs) it just looks so good um I can only imagine the cost. I don't know how much it is, but I would say it's pricey. That would be a treat though. Can you is it twelve or twenty-four days, I wonder? I think it could be twenty-four. It looked pretty big when I saw it on their Gosh. website. It looked pretty big. Now that would be a nice treat to wake up to every morning. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness. I'm gonna have to start dropping hints, I think, to Tom. I'll be like, so, Tom, have you seen if you're this? listening? <laughs> Oh no, I don't think he will be, but we hopefully will see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I suppose that kind of like concludes uh, the episode for today. But essentially, I think they're a really interesting brand to be watching, looking at how they do things, looking at how they launch their products. They very much go for a 360 approach. In, yeah. in What I mean that is in there's equal weight on each of their channels. And that's how I think they've been successfully be able to become one of the biggest beauty brands out there because it's not just influencers it's not just video content it's not just a great community management it's it's basically how all of those different areas work so well today or or how they work so well together and then with somebody who is kind of a leader in her area as well so it's it's got all of the ingredients to make up the brand but then they they kind of deliver it well and I think you know very similar to Elf they really put their community first in a way I just think they've Mm. done such a good job at creating that community they've created a buzz everybody talks about them everyone knows them I think it's very true to say you know when someone's wearing Charlotte Tilbury yeah that you just know and I I do think they've done a great job at fostering that sense of community and bringing people together just people who love makeup and it just it's just a brand that makes you feel good in yourself and that's what you want at the end of the day yeah a hundred percent um like I've influenced people to buy flawless filters yeah (laughs) I'm like you need this product in your life and then they've gone and they've gone and got it and they're like how have I not had this before and I'm like and that's it the products really do deliver I think that some of the products are the best yeah in the market so yeah and you know Obviously especially if goes. you're paying that much for products you want it to work yeah 100% and they do it I mean they nail it every time yeah so I think that's kind of where we're, we'll wrap it up then for not only today's episode but also the season I can't believe we're here. I know. Well, we'll be talking to each other anyway. It's yeah. not like <laughs> this is it's it, not Kira. like you won't see me. <laughs> no, you know but it's been a pleasure. 
it really has yeah. I've really enjoyed it and I'm really looking forward to season two and growing and it's going to be really good yes and thank you to everyone for listening along we hope you've enjoyed all of the episodes yes. um and also if you have any requests for season two just drop us a dm and we will definitely pop it in the planning schedule because yeah the season's over but we've got a lot to do for season two so we'll definitely still be working on the pod um, and yeah keep an eye out on our socials as well because we'll continue to share some highlights from season one but yeah that's a wrap uh for season one so thank you for listening Bye.